0: Hello, and welcome back to Small Talk. We've got a great episode of as to speak with a mother-daughter duo from Bridgewater State. I'm your host, Katie Mucci. Each week on this show, we highlight the past and present of Division Three, with both current and former student athletes joining to talk about their experiences, their favorite on-campus spots, the craziest road trip stories, and more. This week, we've got Cameron Gonzalez, a current member of the women's lacrosse team, and her mother, a former member of the squad, Cece Gonzalez. We talk about spring break trips with the team, the family connection at Bridgewater, why they went D3, and more. Thanks for joining this week. Now it's time for some small talk.
1: Hi, my name is Cameron Gonzales, and I'm a current member of the lacrosse team at Bridgewater State.
2: Hi, my name is Cece Gonzalez. I am a former member of the women's lacrosse team at Bridgewater State.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you both so much for joining me today. I am excited to chat. We have had actually a number of episodes at this point with family members who were on the same program. So it's been a really fun uh, quirk to some of these episodes we've had so far. So thank you both for being here. I'm excited to chat. I know, Cameron, you are two weeks away from your first game, I think I saw when I was looking at your schedule. So right in the thick of, of early season prep. Um, so thank you, especially for getting making some time to be on here. Of course. So first thing we will chat about is on-campus life. So one thing that's been really interesting each episode is hearing how things might have changed from, from before till now. So I'll start out with you, Cameron. If you want to share maybe what are some spots that you and your teammates are hanging out? Um, what are some favorite local coffee shops or restaurants or anything like that? And then Cece, if you want to follow up and just let us know if those are the same things that were there when you were there that you guys liked, or maybe what was, what were your spots? So Cameron, you first.
1: Um, I know one major spot is more recently this year is like going to like my teammates house and like spending time with them on the weekends and like getting to hang out and like watch like TV. Like this Sunday, we're all going to their house and watching the Super Bowl. Um, we go to Bears Den, which is a dining hall. Like me and my other teammate Mel, we go there and like do homework and we'll like get some food and just hang out um I would say even the Tinsley Center which is like the athletic building we I feel like our team hangs out there a lot when it comes to like being in the locker room and like sometimes I know some more of the commuters will sit in there and like hang out do homework but I feel like also like our team will go in there earlier like and just hang out if like anyone's around
2: yeah I know when I was there the campus has changed dramatically um And I think that, you know, with the building, brand new buildings that they have on, well, they're not brand new, they're brand new to me. Um, I graduated in 92. So the Kelly gym is where we um, went to hang out. We'd sit on the stairs oftentimes meeting up with, you know, our teammates or sometimes even our professors would hang out with us. So I know that, um, you know, the campus has changed significantly since we've been there, um, which is exciting to see. And to have my daughter play at a place where, um, while it's a D3 program, but I feel strongly that they have come in such a far way that they treat their athletes as D1 athletes, very different from what we had. So I think, um, I'm not sure if I'm answering the question because I got lost in Cameron's question.
0: No, no, that's perfect. And that's a, a a good point. Like I said, you guys are are family. So I think if I have it right too, your dad and and your husband also works there. Is that accurate?
2: That's right. He's an athletic director there. He also a former graduate played football there
0: did you guys meet when you were in school or was that after
2: we we met while we were there oddly enough Um, very cool we are two years apart but um he was my orientation leader and then ended up we ended up obviously connecting and
0: getting married very cool so so cameron (laughs) when you were choosing bridgewater um did that have a role in it did going where your dad works and where your mom played for what was the deciding factor there
1: um, it was actually kind of funny because when they both had brought it up to me to play at Bridgewater, I said, I'm definitely not going there. That's not going to happen. <laughs> I don't want to go to the same place my parents <laughs> went or where my dad works. So then as I continued to thinking about it, I realized like doing tours, like I had always grown up at Bridgewater State. So I kind of already knew what the campus looked like on the athletic side, but like going into seeing like the dorms and seeing like other tours because my dad had told me like you should do tours so you can see the classes and stuff also I noticed that it was also like a pretty campus so then I kind of put it on my list and um somehow I don't know what it was but something was just kind of pulling me towards Bridgewater and then I kind of just last minute told my parents that like I wanted to go there
0: are like dang you guys won I'm gonna come
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: I think the good part is that, you know, we did, I
2: think we allowed her to make her choice. Uh, we looked at lots of schools and I think part of her decision probably was heavily weighed into with um, her coach, Erica Adams, mm. um, who is a great person generally, but um, an even better coach. So I think that was, you know, just to speak up a little, Cam, I know you had mentioned that she was somebody that you would you wanted to play for.
1: Yeah. I, like talking with her a lot and like obviously knowing her through my dad, I um definitely felt like she was someone who's like, will push you to be better and not just like kind of let you off easy when it comes to like doing stuff in practice. Like even if you're doing really well in practice, she's still going to tell you that you can do more and like push you to be the best you can be. So I feel like seeing that in her as a coach, like made me want to go towards her and also like off the field I feel like she was a very genuine person who like I thought was someone I could go to or also just someone I could talk to that wasn't like my dad obviously who's there but someone else who's like an outside factor who I can like also go to
0: as as a mother when you're local and you now get to go to probably a lot of home games how did that make you feel um Susie yeah to daughter. be
2: honest um it's it's pretty interesting because cammy i thought would be a homebody and i was concerned about her being at bridgewater <laughs> to be honest um mm-hmm. and i have two children my son went to school in new hampshire and we actually saw him more than we saw cameron Um uh, part of that because of you know sports and the schedule that she keeps um but selfishly i've loved every minute of it um we go to not only the home games we go to all of her games away home and it, it, the times that she travels. She's gone to different places around the country um, to play during spring break. So that's been a blast to watch, especially being somebody who was formerly in the program to see where it was when I was there to what it is now is just, um, I think, amazing. To be quite honest, it's a legitimate program. Not that it wasn't legitimate back then, but lacrosse wasn't a big thing, you know, at the time that I graduated. So um, I've loved watching her play and I'm going to miss it. I'm kind of nervous about after her finishing up i'm hoping she'll coach so i can go watch her coach games um so just something that my our family values we've all been in athletics and i, I currently coach a different sport now so um we're all in
0: <laughs> very cool well we are recording this on february 7th so it is also national girls and women in sports day so i will say to you both of you happy national girls and women in sports day thank you um, thank you so you kind of started leading into it. The traveling, you get to go on spring break trips. So let's talk a little about a little bit about travel and maybe how that's changed over the years. Um, I'll have you start this one, Cece. What is what how were you guys traveling back when you're there? Obviously, D3, a lot of your trips are, especially with Massachusetts and the Northeast, a lot of them are pretty, probably a pretty short drive, um, not having to fly or doing much. But what were trips like for you? Were you in vans? Did you guys get a bus? Were your coaches driving? Uh, what was that situation? And then Cameron, you can follow up.
2: Yeah, so things are a little bit different. Um, back then, we we drove everywhere. Um, I, we didn't have the opportunity during lacrosse to go to their the spring break in Florida. Um, then they did take vans. The coaches drove those. But the time that I was on the team, um, we didn't do a spring break while I was there. It was um, because we didn't have money yet to fundraise everything. And the fundraising was like selling candy bars and things that are different from what students do now, given, you know, electronic donations and everything else. But um, we we most of the time had a bus driver who was usually one of the maintainers on campus who got paid extra to drive us uh, wherever our games were, whether it was Plymouth State, St. Mike's, um, you know, we were in the NCAA tournament. Oh, no, actually, that was for field hockey, the NCAA tournament. We went as far as um like upstate new york um so we always traveled in buses and the only time that we got a luxury bus that had a bathroom was usually when we were in like up at st mike something over three hours it's typically when we got one of those but that wasn't typical it was usually one of the short little, little mini buses we all fit on it but we we're crammed in there pretty good between our equipment and um yeah just people on the team
0: so that's it was very different
2: from what they do.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's not too bad though. I've heard some pretty, pretty big horror stories of, of older traveling days. Um Cameron, how about what are you guys doing these days?
1: Um, so like different, but we <laughs> now go, like, we're probably very ungrateful for what we have because we get a coach bus every game we go to. And like we have a bathroom, like my coach will buy us snacks because she is very big on like energizing your body so she'll send out a text and like get us snacks or like she'll ask us what snacks we want so she'll run to the store get us some snacks before the game and like we'll have them probably for like a few days after also and um, she gets us those um when it comes to like spring break we uh like we do fundraising we have like a crimson pride challenge which is basically like you kind of just like go around and you try and like get people to donate to your um sport and like all the sports do it so it's kind of like you whoever raises the most money gets like an extra bonus like with depending on how high you get you get a specific bonus but um we had just won it this year so we I don't know exactly how much it was but we got one of those bonuses so it helped us a lot with um this year we're going to Puerto Rico so it helped us a lot with that and like being able to afford it and taking off a lot of money for each of us to pay for and not have to spend like a ton of money to go and have fun there. So I feel like that's another thing is that I'm definitely grateful for. Cause like being younger, like I didn't get to go away like that far on spring break. Like we might've gone like like driving distance but nothing that was like always like every year going somewhere on a plane and like getting to experience like going to Puerto Rico or going to Florida. And like my freshman year, we had gone to Alabama and Nashville kind of. So it's definitely like different when it comes to traveling because we get to like experience a lot more, which is definitely like a major thing that I think brought me to Bridgewater also because I had known that they did that. So I was like, that's definitely something I want to be able to experience when I came.
0: Yeah, I
2: just I think the difference is no, sorry. I was just, you know, watching them travel. Um, mm-hmm. I, I look at all the gear that they have. They look like, a, in my mind, a division one team. They all have the same sneakers, a sweatpants, and they travel gear um, when they're walking through the airport, which just legitimizes the D3 mm-hmm. pieces. Um, and I think that has to do with their school, because as Cameron talked about, we recognize more so, even my husband who works in athletics, just that not a lot of schools do this. Um, and even in the division two area, there a lot of the schools that Cameron was you know, talking to coaches with, they weren't traveling for spring break. So, you know, I feel like beside the on-field, you know, gameplay, team building, all those different pieces, these little side uh, learning experiences, you know, obviously help people grow as a person um, to experience different cultures, different parts of our country. But not only that, but to have to travel. They have some of this they have to do on their own. They work at Gillette Stadium. So I think that's a pretty cool experience to be able to, you know, they're, wow. they're working concessions to fundraise. That's how their team is doing a lot of their fundraising. They're getting to, I mean, granted, they're not watching football games, but they're <laughs> at the football games, you know, and they have the experience of working together off the field, which again, her, her coach is a lot about. And I do think as much as that's not said about team building, that is a team building event. They're coordinating to get there. They're, you know, throwing pizza together, dealing with the public, doing all these things that, you know, are the, um, you know, the, the learning pieces that are not what people think of when you think of kids traveling Mm -hmm. and what they have to do to get there. Um, intangibles is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah, I also wanted
1: to, I also wanted to say too, is that like, um, the other thing too, is like my coach is really big on like stepping out of your little like click or not like Maybe I feel like our team doesn't have big clicks, but I definitely everyone has like their own little friend group. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she's very big on like stepping out of that when it comes to like those Gillettes, like she makes sure that like the upperclassmen are driving the like lower classmen and like not people aren't just going with whoever they're living with or who their friends are or it's like everyone has to make sure so everyone gets there. And like, if someone wasn't to get there and they didn't have a car, then like the person, whoever has a car is probably going to get in trouble because you're supposed to like be a teammate, like a teammate and like make sure they get there just as much as they have to make sure they get there. And even when it comes down to like going um on spring break, like she makes um our rooms, we don't get to choose who we live with. She assigns our rooms. And like, I know me and my roommate, Chloe, We um were trying to figure out a way that we could get a room together, but it'll probably be very unlikely because our obviously our coach knows that we room together and we're friends, and she makes sure to put people who are friends in separate rooms and put you with people you've never really talked to. But the good thing about our team, I feel like, is like last year I got put into a room with a few of my teammates who I might have not have talked to the most, but I feel like being in a room with them, like it felt very easy because. We aren't like very clicky. Like I didn't feel like it was very awkward. It kind of just like we just started talking and we definitely got closer than we were, but I feel like it wasn't very awkward to live in the room with them.
0: That's good. Learning lessons all throughout. Um, I pulled up your schedule again really quick. Looks like you are you're two weeks away from starting, but exactly one month away from your first game of Puerto Rico. I see. Is there a countdown <laughs> going on right now?
1: Um, my Answer should probably be no, because my coach (laughs) likes us to not be thinking about spring break because she says that it takes over everything else. But honestly, I feel like I've been counting down since she told us we were going to Puerto Rico. So um, definitely there is a countdown, but um, I'm trying my best to do what she says and not think about it too much because I don't want it to obviously take
0: over everything else. Every time the weather gets a little cold, you're probably like, one more month, one more month. Yeah, especially
1: when we have like cold practices, I'm like I can't wait to have a practice in 80 degree
0: weather and not be freezing. That's awesome. That'll be so fun. I'm very excited for you to have that trip and that experience. So we've talked a little bit about, um, you know, you going to Bridgewater State and and wanting to choose that, but let's talk about some academics there. So, um, first, Cameron, what is your major?
1: Um, I'm a graphic design major.
0: Very cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Which I feel uh, like made it another was another reason I came here because I feel mm-hmm. like that was a major thing that made it difficult for me with like recruiting was finding a school with lacrosse and graphic design.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I work in, in social media and, and do graphic and stuff here for the for Division three and it is not a major. You find too many places. It is, um, so I'm glad that you're able to find a place to kind of fill all the buckets. Um, And Cece, what was your major when you were back in school?
2: I was a phys ed major um specifically for teaching
0: so so probably not a lot of overlap in those two majors
2: (laughs) Um, no not overlap at all (laughs) I don't do that I'm not a phys ed teacher now um but I'm a school counselor so I do work in a school um I've always wanted to work with kids so but that was my first I love sports that's what I did it's helped me to get academically helped me to get Mm -hmm. through so for me um I'm not from Massachusetts I was from Rhode Island chosen out of state, state school so I could uh, continue to play my two sports because Rhode Island's um, college did not have field hockey and I knew myself that D1 uh, would have been a problem for me academically would have been a problem
0: yeah that's so you said field hockey was your other sport
2: yes I, I played know. field hockey and lacrosse at Bridgewater
0: very cool well you are coaching now I think you said that earlier is that correct so right that, that's right that's phys ed major still helping you out a little
2: exactly it, it always does <laughs>
0: Awesome. Well, Cameron, all since you're in the thick of it, you're in your junior year. Can you just talk about what your academic experience has been like so far while you've been there? You know, what are maybe some benefits to Bridgewater State?
1: Um, I feel like a major benefit and like another reason I wanted to come was, um, the class sizes. Like, I feel like the amount of people on campus is like a big campus that I wanted, but the class sizes aren't huge. Where you feel like you're like kind of drowning in like a sea of people and like you can't like you're the professor would never see who you are or even recognize you I feel like that like definitely helps me in a way with like not being afraid to ask them questions and like if I go up to them they definitely like I don't have to like tell them like I'm in your class they already have seen my face they might not know my name but they definitely have seen my face before so it's not too difficult to like have to reach out or anything like that um I feel like The professors I've had, I feel like I've lucked out. I've had pretty good professors. Maybe a few might not have been the way I wanted them to be. But I mean, I feel like that's what happens at every school. But otherwise, I feel like um, the classes and everything have been, like, great. I don't feel like I have had any, like, really difficult problems or anything being here.
0: Awesome. Well, that is some academic talk. Now let's move on to some story time. So the first thing I will have you do is share your funniest or craziest story from your time, but also appropriate. Um, And Cameron, I'll have you kick this one off. Um,
1: I'd say my funniest is probably last year um, when we went to Florida, we had just woken up and like we had scheduled a beach yoga, well, yoga on the beach. And um, so we all like put on our matching whatever outfits and like went out to the beach and we were walking we had like a little like jog down the beach and then jog back and then we did our yoga and um I remember like all of us being there we were like oh like we something isn't right like we were like all coughing and it wasn't like bad or like it was just we were all coughing we we're like why are we all coughing and then we went through yoga which wasn't a peaceful yoga since everyone was coughing and like I don't know why we all didn't know why and then we had gotten off the beach and when we got off the beach some lady had walked past us and said oh like how's the red tide is the air breathable and like does it make you cough or are you guys able to like like breathe fine down there and then we all looked at each other and realized that we probably shouldn't have been down there doing yoga in the first place.
0: Oh no, I don't even know what a red tide is, but it sounds terrible.
1: Um, we had like looked it up and it was something about like, um, when there's like chemicals or something toxic, like in the water, Good. so it's not supposed to go into water or like really be on the beach because it like goes into the air and like goes everywhere. Oh else. no, so we were, like that's probably not the best thing to have when you're yeah, doing yoga no. or running on the beach. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's a natural organism that builds a bacteria that builds okay. from like lots of rainwater or yeah, runoff. And it, unfortunately it kills some of the like wildlife. They were Portuguese man of war, which are wow. uh, poisonous jellyfish, but they were on mm-hmm. the beach that they could still sting you. We had no, like we had no oh, idea. my gosh. Yeah. It was interesting. Uh, well, yeah. Interesting is the word, but it was kind of funny because yeah. everybody walked off. But we happened to be there as well, walking the beach okay. while they were doing yoga. And um, it was interesting
1: yeah it was it was just like funny because we all got on the beach and we're like these beaches aren't really that nice as much as, as we thought because there's like dead fish everywhere there's not like clear oh a clear beach and then we realized that it was because of the red tide it wasn't just because it was a bad beach it was just what it was
0: <laughs> not a bad beach just bad timing yeah <laughs> um how about you Susie? what was your funniest or craziest story um, you know I was thinking back on
2: this and obviously it was many years ago um, I think most of our funniest things happened on our bus trips because mm-hmm. we didn't have the you know cell phones that kids have now to watch Netflix on their way or any of that type of thing so we always entertained ourselves and we had like a um a, a, basically an annual lip sync type contest on the bus um so I'd I say that that was one of the probably i don't know if that's crazy necessarily but more fun times that i can remember is our not only just our bus trips but specifically the bus trip usually the last one of the year that um people get up and did lip syncs freshmen had to do it you know everybody ended up doing it because it was fun and funny but they would uh, we i know that we would prepare stuff and do things in the front of the bus and the coaches ended up doing it as well so that always added in um so for things that we'll keep appropriate, I'll I'll leave it at that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is there a go-to song when you're doing that?
2: Oh, well, typically we did uh well, there's not a typical no, not really a go-to. Okay. Um, like brown eyed girl was one because again, thinking mm. of like all the sing alongs. Um I'm trying to think because now you got me on the spot thinking of songs. <laughs> That's okay. Um, yeah, that brown eyed girl is one of them, but I, I'm trying to recall the others that we would a lot of like uh voice to men and Okay. New kids on the block and that kind of stuff.
0: Fun. Bus, bus memories are always the best. You don't need to do anything crazy or anything big. It's just the time with your teammates that really is the best. Yeah. Um, and developing
2: those relationships that, yeah. you know, la- lasts a lifetime. I still get together twice a year with my teammates. I just actually more than twice a year, but predominantly twice a year. We make sure that happens. So they are my lifelong friends. Like Cameron was talking about, you know, rooming with some of her teammates you know, you always have that experience. There's some that you're always closer to, but mm-hmm. um, always nice to get together and you fall right back into it, which is what tells you you were such good friends to start, you know?
0: Definitely. So those were funnier memories. Let's talk about just some favorite memories. So things that you, you look back at and you think, um, you think a lot of that moment. So Cece, you can kick this one off and then Cameron, you can follow up.
2: Oh uh, well, let's say once I think a lot of I mean the bus rides like I you know I probably used that one up too early maybe, <laughs> um, but I, I do think the bus rides were a thing, um, and I think honestly the warm up time that we did with you know the the pre game going for dinner then you know warming up on the field making sure we all got there in time to chit chat while we stretched like those are the parts that I remember most vividly you know I don't remember the wins and losses necessarily um or the individual moments that people shine it's more about those times as a team together um and i would say that's what you know i value and it stands out to me well you know you're in it your wins and losses meant everything to you at that time and you don't you know you don't think about the friendships you've made until you know after the fact so i think that for me is probably those are some of my best times
0: that's awesome cameron
1: um I think that my favorite memory is probably from last year was like um, my sophomore year and like playing and we had a, like our, like one of our biggest teams that we play or like our biggest rivals you could say is like Framingham state who we play. And I would say that we were like super excited um, to play them because it was getting like late into the season. And we, um, my freshman year had came off like we had just gotten off we had made it to the finals but we had um lost to framingham in the whole championship and we lost the whole thing and we were all like devastated and i knew like the one thing i took away from was like i don't want to get back there and then we were playing them for the first time in the regular season right before like the tournament season and all of that stuff so we were super, I feel like everyone was excited, but equally nervous to play them because of the previous year, but I also just think they're also a very good team that we play, so I think that um, playing them, we knew it was going to be a close game, and I uh, kind of wanted to say I have been was going through kind of a lull when it came to, like, my playing, and, like, um, I'm an attacker, so, like, when it came to, like, scoring, I felt like I wasn't scoring as much as I had kind of averaged um when it came to it I was that day I had um a midterm and everything so I was really stressed out and then I went to the got to the locker room late and was like stressing out to all my friends because I was like I don't know if I'm mentally ready to play Framingham right now like um like I feel like I need to be there for my team and I need to get it out of my head because we're going to go on we're going to play and I can't have this like all this, like, stress from the day, like, affect me, and they were, like, saying how I'll be fine and, like, not to worry about it and to just, like, play how I usually do, so as we went out, like, we started, and it was going pretty well. It was a pretty close game, and um, we went back and forth pretty much, and um, I remember, like, having one of my best games I think I've ever had, so I don't know if I need to be stressed out more before games or what I need to do, but I, um, had one of my best games um I had I think I don't even fully remember how much how much I had a lot of assisting goals I think I made my all-time high in goals we all just played very together and I feel like um that helped us and in the end like we ended up beating them and I think we won by like one or two I think I can't fully remember but I just remember like ending the game and it almost felt like a championship game just because of how um worried about it or not worried but I would say just like very knew how close the game was gonna be and how important the game was and how we treated it was like almost a championship game because we wanted the win really badly and like um I think like we celebrated the game and I remember everybody after like it was also Spring Fest which is like a big like party event and everything and I feel like We were all like, let's go. And like we're all gonna have a great like rest of the night because we just came off this major win. And I feel like it just like created like a good dynamic afterwards. Like I feel like everyone just was like so happy that we did that. And I feel like we all still talk about it today and like how great that game was. And yeah.
0: That's awesome. It's always good to beat your rival. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, great. So those were kind of our questions and story time. So the last couple of questions I have for both of you are more about division three. So um, as I mentioned, when we are preparing for this podcast, this whole thing is part of our 50th anniversary of division three celebration. So we're doing 50 episodes of this podcast throughout the year um, to celebrate the anniversary, talking to former and current student athletes about their experience. So the first D3 related question I have for you is just what does it mean to you to be or to have been a division three student athlete? And maybe that means you got to be involved in other things that you might not have in a different division or just what your your campus life is or whatever it means to you. Um, so Cameron, I'll have you kick that one off.
1: Um, I feel like what it means to me is like, I feel like you're still getting that athletic and competitive like challenge and you still get to like keep playing the sport that you love to play throughout college and having that like like, I feel like in sports, you make a lot of those great memories. And I feel like D3 is like the perfect balance where you're not like, whereas like, I feel like in D2 and D1 is like a lot of commitment and like a lot of um time playing your sport. But I feel like D3 also is like a lot of commitment. But I feel like it's just a, a step back where you can still have a lot a big social life and still make memories and like still have time to do other things where you're not like running around I feel like division three pushes very strongly like or I don't know if it's just Bridgewater I would feel like it's most division three schools but I feel like the student side of it is like they push that very hard first because like it's your division three like I'm most division three players probably aren't gonna go professional but like I feel like the school and I could and the school and um sports balance is like very pushed that you need to be a balance and like I feel like not having those huge commitments like d1 like helps me like focus a lot on my academics so I feel like that's just like a great it's just a good balance in general for anyone
0: definitely and Cece how about you yeah
1: I
2: think um division three I mean certainly it's come a long way since I played Um, But as I was saying, I was an athlete in high school, a three-sport athlete. I never played lacrosse in high high school. I picked that up when I went to college. Um, So I think I wouldn't have had that opportunity looking at what, you know, my daughter's gone through and, you know, the training she's done before she got to the college level. I know that um, her commitment to the sport, um, she played three sports as well, but I know her commitment, and her love of the sport, you know, she really worked hard to get to where she was and could have played in a d2 setting pretty easily um considering her high school team didn't have anybody that knew how to play and she was coaching her high school team in in essence so um you know she did play club and such and i'm just bragging for her because she won't tell you that um she ended up playing club as a result of me having to work with um this club you know with a teacher she worked at my school and since has left to run the club but it's an amazing group of people and i think um, you know, seeing where Cami is right now, D three, you know, in my opinion, she is a top dog in in that league, and based on her stats, not just based on me being her mom, and I think that um, I'm excited that she chose it. And I I chose because I was able to play two sports. I could have, I had the opportunity to do, go Division one. As I said, that um, some of the schools were just way too big academically. I would not have been successful, and I probably would not have been able to last. Uh, balancing, as Cami said, the um, rigor of the uh, the classroom, uh, in addition to the rigor of what's expected of a Division two, Division one athlete. So for me, Division three is a perfect fit. Allowed me to play two sports. Allowed me to excel in the classroom. Um, I think I was, you know, again, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to learn uh, probably one of my favorite sports. You know, lacrosse has taken over what I I love. It's a great mix of what I think is field hockey in the air and basketball. Um, that's basically what I had to rely on. It's those other sports that helped me to be successful um, athlete as well. So I think Division three does offer, as Cami said, that work life balance that um, a lot of students oftentimes um, underestimate. And I know just again because my husband is at Bridgewater, we look at the amount of students who transfer back from the D twos and D ones, and you know some of these girls are not getting the opportunity to play four years of this sport that they love, where um, I'm I'm proud of Cami's decision because she was able to see that pretty clearly. That um that was another reason she was able to see field time as a freshman, starter as a sophomore, and hopefully you know hopefully a starter this year as well. So I I do think you know I'm talking more about her, but I feel like you know D three for me, um provided me opportunity to do what I loved, um which is, just experience all sports. So that would be my two cents. Yeah,
0: well, it sounds like. Uh, you are you are Cameron's biggest fan, obviously, but sounds <laughs> really? like I need to make sure I catch some of the games this year. We got a star on our hands. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, she's
2: done pretty well. And I think, um, like I said, she unfortunately didn't have the high school coaching that other students typically have um, going through because it was a new program. So, and she was unfortunately on track to make a, you know, break a record in the high school for high score. But um, unfortunately COVID hit, so she didn't have the opportunity um, to play her senior year. Oh, yeah. So good. I forget how many she was away, but she was. Yeah, I know she was almost there, and it just you know, unfortunately, Cammy's kind of gotten to a spot she chose a tech high school, um, mm-hmm. because I was the right fit for her for what her you know interests were as an art student, obviously. But um athletically, she kind of you know had to take a step back, and that's why we chose to help her by doing a club, but um that wasn't easy either. But she kept on pushing through even on those days where, you know, she was a little bit um, she had some setbacks, you know. She felt like she was the only one and didn't really advance herself the way she wanted to. Um but I think, you know, things happen for a reason and she landed in a great spot. And I think I'm excited to watch her this season and hope that she has, you know, hopefully as good of a season as she did last year and hopefully better. She sets her goals pretty high. So we'll see, we'll see where she lands, but I, I don't expect anything less than greatness to be quite honest.
0: I love that. And that is very impressive to be going through high school and essentially coaching year on team. So um, that's very impressive. Congratulations. Thank you. I've got one more question for both of you. Um, once again, 50 years down in division three, many, many more to come what do you see or what do you hope to see for the future of division three and Cameron you can kick it off um
1: I feel like I see division three like continuing like I feel like it's like progressed as in like it's getting closer to the division one level obviously the people playing within that division it will be different but um between levels but I feel like the way athletes are like looked at or will be hopefully division three will be taken more serious as like it is a competitive level also. And um even like, I feel like with Bridgewater, like the facilities, I feel like get better and better every year or something new always comes about. Like when my freshman year, they had made um a new building called the Bear Paw, which is just a locker room, but it is like a really nice, like huge locker room with like really nice lockers. Um, I know the football team and track team use it but like I feel like seeing those things I feel like as it progresses I feel like I'll see division three also have those nice facilities closer to the, the to, closer to the division one level so I feel like seeing that and I also feel like division three there are like great players division three that are like similar to me who are um, like they're like people on my team I feel like they're like really good also and I feel like people on other teams I feel like look really good and I feel like we could all be at another level but I feel like division three is kind of when it comes to the talent I feel like it is also like becoming more competitive and the people playing it are taking it very serious and like want to win those championships
0: yeah I think I think it was your mom who said it um You might not get to play as a freshman if you go to a different level. So getting to come to D3, it might entice somebody to come to D3 if they get to play right away and then they're really good and they could go play somewhere else, but they don't want to sit behind somebody. So definitely the talent pool in Division 3 is growing a lot every year.
1: Yeah, that was definitely another thing that my parents had told me was to like really think about whether or not you want to go to like Division 2 or wherever you want to go. Like remember that like you go to a higher level, you might not play to junior year or just be working your butt off until your junior year to even see time or mm-hmm. maybe going to division three and like getting more playing time. But I feel like as the years go on, like the playing time is going to be a lot harder to get. Cause I feel like the players just keep getting better and better.
0: They really do. All right. And how about you, Cece, to close it out? Yeah. So I think
2: um, what I'd love to see division three, I agree with everything Karen said. I do believe like the competitiveness of the league has, has stepped up. I think, Schools have stepped it up. You know, it would be great if there was some um consistency or continuity with with the um way games are handled. I know, and again, we are really biased, but Bridgewater. <laughs> you know, when you have to watch a game from home, my mom is is not able to make it to game. She's an elderly woman, but they can log on and there's somebody you know, in, the sports announcer, in essence, you know, talking the game through, talking about who's doing what. You know, it's just and they have the video. Is, is awesome. We've played at other places where, um, I know I wasn't able to make one of the games and I won't mention the, 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 play, the college in particular, but I'll say it's one of the most elite schools that we have in our country. And they do a lot of great things with technology, but uh, it looked like somebody was you know, filming the game. The live film was with like a cell phone. You couldn't see anything. You couldn't even see a number on a shirt. There was nobody announcing the game. So it was like, I would love to see some continuity there. So that's where some growth, I think. Uh, needs to happen, because um, it doesn't matter, the, the in my mind, the division, whether you're one, two, or three, I think a student athlete deserves to have some level, given the technology we have today. Um, I also would love to see um, some type of commitment where um, schools can offer some financial assistance to athletes based on their athleticism, because uh, as a school counselor, I definitely see diversity and I know, understand the D2, the D1s and what the commitments are and why they're getting uh, money to go to school there. I don't know how that, I think that should also be offered to Division three players. I do know that it's difficult to recruit players to Division three when they have opportunity to go D2 and sit. A lot of times I feel like that's misleading for students. Um, they hear money, they get some money, and um, they're, they're sitting for two years. Then they have to make that decision academically and athletically to either transfer to a school where they don't know the systems, um, you know, transferring classes. I just feel like it can be a barrier at times, um, not only for the Division three schools trying to recruit, because there's nothing holding a kid to committing somewhere. Um, but when a coach is trying to make their roster, I do think that plays a major role uh, private schools can offer money in a different way um, a very creative way where the state universities aren't able to do that so I've been incredibly like pleased and impressed with how Bridgewater State has recruited some great athletes um, and done what they've done um, period that's all I got
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome well thank you to both for joining me I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to hop on here in the podcast Of course. Thank you for having us. Thank you. To everyone listening, thanks for tuning into this episode of Small Talk. We post new episodes every week. To follow along with everything Division 3, you can find us on social media at NCAA D3 or NCAA DIII. Make sure to join the conversation with us all year long by using the hashtag DIII50. Have a great day, and we'll see you for some more Small Talk next week.